All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast, bonus podcast. Uh, this is one of those ones with uh, just me, Nathan, doing some talking. I'm going to read you something I wrote a little while ago. And uh, if you like it, you can learn more about me at NathanTimmel.com. And if you like what I wrote, you can pick up uh, my latest book called Hey Buddy, Dubious Advice from Dad. It's on Amazon. You can find that through my website, NathanTimmel.com. And so uh, with that out of the way, here we go. Why It's a Wonderful Life Still Matters. Now, my wife has never seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life. It was on our TV over Christmas, and because she'd been hearing about it forever, she asked what it was about. I gave her a quick summation, um, the idea that by seeing what the world would be like if he had never been born, George Bailey has shown just how much of an impact he has had on others. Now, I hadn't seen the film in probably, I'm going to say, 15 years. Not for any reason other than it just slipped through the cracks. One year you're watching it, and the next you just forget. I think it was only on our TV this year because we left the TV on after football ended. Now, the last time I saw it, I was single. Now I'm married and I have two kids, which is an important distinction. Why? Well, I always got the point of It's a Wonderful Life, but it never really hit home before. When I saw the film earlier in my life, I still had dreams, hopes, and aspirations. I'm not saying those have been beaten completely out of me, but I'm not denying that I'm on the ropes. Back in the day, I'd see George Bailey talk of traveling the world and hear his grand ambitions about building airfields and skyscrapers a hundred stories high and bridges a mile long. And then I'd watch all his dreams go unrealized. Which doesn't mean anything to you until you're there yourself, middle-aged and wondering what happened to everything you wanted to accomplish. Which isn't to say my life is a complete failure, just just my professional one. Personally, I'm great. I mean, for eight years, I've probably been a pretty okay husband, and for five years so far, I've been a good father. I may have seen my young man dreams dashed against the shores of reality, but I've been able to provide love to a woman and two children. I've even had people tell me they want to be a better parent because of me. And that sticks with you. No, I haven't saved a community a la George Bailey, but I have made a real difference to a select few people. First off, I was an accident. Because of me, my parents stayed together longer than they probably should have. Maybe they could have gone on to live happier lives had I not burdened them together, but that's not how it worked out. So with me bonding them like crazy glue, at some point they figured, well, maybe we'll actually love one another if we have another kid. And they had my sister. So right there, my sister wouldn't exist without me, and her family wouldn't exist without her. Her husband would have an immensely altered timeline, and their two sons wouldn't be here. That's fairly impactful, even if unintentional. Well, more importantly, there's my wife and kids. Sure, my wife would have eventually married someone, had kids, and still raised a family. My ego is not so large as to believe she would have become an old maid like Mary Hatch. But she wouldn't have given birth to the amazing two critters we are raising together. And those critters? They provide something called perspective. They open you up as a person. When you're a parent, 
little moments can hit you right in the feels. My son is three, and he's a mama's boy. He wants mommy for everything, literally everything. I'm not allowed to pour cereal, open an applesauce pouch, hand him milk, or even wipe his butt after a poopy accident. Which means, okay, sometimes being second fiddle is, you know, a blessing. But every so often, my son actually wants me. It's random and weird. When we give him a bath, he sits in the water for as long as humanly possible. If we didn't force him out, he'd probably never exit the tub. And when he finally does leave his ceramic wonderland, he's a wrinkly and cold prune. The other day, after his bath finished, he wanted to be wrapped in his frog blanket and held. Surprisingly, he wanted to be held by me. It was completely uncharacteristic and a pleasant surprise. I bundled him up and sat down in the rocking chair in his room, and as we gently swayed back and forth, he ever so slightly whispered, I love you, Daddy. They came out of nowhere. And yeah, it's cheesy. I get that. It's cheesy. But sometimes cheesy moments ease the pain of your other life failures. I mean, you do live on even after your dreams die. I cannot pretend that I've done magical things or changed many lives. I've lived a fairly mediocre existence. And that used to make me angry. When I was younger, I discovered my field of work isn't merit-based. That used to frustrate me. But age brings with it acceptance. Or maybe resignation. It depends on your point of view, I suppose. These days, I try to imagine how I'd feel about my career without my family acting as a tether to positivity during rough times. I'm pretty sure I'd be miserable. I do know that no matter what else goes wrong, being loved by my son, wife, and daughter will be enough to anchor me. It has to. <laughs>